Strategy number six, embrace the pit. This chapter opens with a quote from Mike Tyson. The quote is as follows. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. That's from Mike Tyson. So the importance of having strategy number six on your path to promotion is realizing that no matter how hard you prepare, no matter how committed you are, no matter how good of a team that you have and how strong your reasons behind your test or how foolproof your plan could be, there is still going to be things that are going to test you on this path. And there's going to be forces that are going to try and derail you from being successful at your promotion. These forces are going to come from within and they're also going to come from without. You're going to have things with inside you that are going to try and take you off course. And then things that are outside of your control are likely to show up and potentially derail you from reaching your promotion and reaching the end of this, this journey, reaching the end of this path of reaching that summit of your promotion. So in the story, the promotion playbook, The main character, Jake, he goes through this journey where he learns these seven different strategies. Going into this chapter, he feels like he's really prepared for the test. He's worked super hard. He's had the mentor. He's followed all these steps. And he's trained harder than ever before with more intentional focus on this test than he ever has in his entire career. He has possibly worked harder at this than anything else in his life. And he comes into it confident. He's not overly confident. He's confident because he deserved, he earned this confidence and he feels totally ready uh, for the test. Goes into the test, expecting to do exceptionally well. And he ends up missing one critical piece of this test, which causes him to fail the entire process, which is, appears at the, at the, from Jake's perspective at this moment, it seems like it's a utter and complete disaster and a complete and utter failure because his entire commitment for the last several months has been all about having a successful promotion and he just failed the one thing that had been his primary focus for so long. And so it hurt. This failure hurt more than other failures because he had put so much time, energy, effort, commitment behind it. And so it appears like defeat on the surface is actually only the seed of something greater that's going to show up in the future. So strategy number seven is is arriving at the summit and celebrating once you have arrived at that summit. But he hasn't arrived yet. And so we're going to focus on the importance of seeing adversity for what it is during this chapter. Because If you can take adversity and use it to your advantage, then whatever life gives you can be used to your your gain, to your victory. That the key is that when you're faced with this adversity, that the initial reaction, that the instinctual reaction is to perceive it as failure and then to go into retreat, um, to just assume that you failed, to give up, to quit, um, and that it's not worth continuing can often be the case when faced with this adversity. 
But in the book, so the main, I guess the main takeaway I, I wanted to share that goes with this chapter. So the chapter ends up giving uh, this concept of being able to take whatever life gives you, analyze the situation, and then turn it into something positive that can be used for good. The tool is called the Situation Size Up, and it's based off of a, a size up of an emergency incident. So we're trained as firefighters, as first responders, to uh, respond to these, these life-threatening, high-stress environments. And when we get there, it's our role to bring calm and to direct those conditions to have the best possible outcome, sometimes for better, sometimes uh, for not good, or sometimes the outcomes don't turn out the way we want them, but at least in most situations, we can be there to make them a little bit less bad and hopefully turn into something good, ideally. But the, what, the, main, the main point I wanted to make for this this audio is everybody wants to chase success. And I want to make sure that when you're going through this book, don't get too hung up on this, this concept of success is that everybody wants to have a successful marriage. They want to have a successful career. They want to have a healthy body. They want to have a successful family, friends, finances. They want to have connection with their their um, their spirituality and their faith, whatever that looks like. And we get so afraid of failure. Failure is something terrible that should be avoided at all costs, but success is what uh, we want to be. We want to look good in front of our peers. We want to look good. We want to want to be good. We want to be the successful person that's on the, the uh, you know, maybe the front page of the the newspaper doing a good job or, or the, the person that uh, is recognized at the awards ceremony, even though we never say we want it inside, even each of us wants to be successful. And at some level would like to be recognized for that success. We don't want to be recognized for our failures. And it's when we fail, we more often want to hide and cover up and pretend like it didn't happen and brush it under the cover and not let anybody see the fact that we failed. And I'd like you to challenge this paradigm and not get caught up in this concept of success, because I believe it's largely an illusion. It's a mirage, similar to someone that's that's in the desert and they're dying of thirst and they're out searching for water and they look and they see upon the horizon this, this oasis filled with this, this glistening spring of, of pure drinking water and uh, green less grass and there's shade and there's palm trees and there's there's uh, maybe fresh coconut water to drink and uh, maybe some food and everything. And then as they move towards this, they get there to find out all it is is just more hot, dry sand and it doesn't exist. At some level, success is merely a mirage and it, it's never something that we can tangibly hold. It could be something that we can chase our entire life, but never attain. The more realistic thing to chase after and to embrace, and that is a much more practical, real, um, that gives us more power and growth and potential connection and understanding 
is that of soul-crushing, gut-wrenching, head-crushing, heavy, kick-in-the-balls, embarrassing failure. This ugly thing that none of us ever want to face and we never want to be seen, especially among our peers, our family, our friends. We don't want to be seen as the guy or girl that fails at life. They're a failure. And because they fail, they're never going to amount to uh, to anything. And they're a failure. And because they failed, their life is, is not good or people aren't going to follow them or their dreams don't matter. Whatever story you want to create around the failure, it's often fear that drives these stories around failure. But if you could see beyond this fear around this false illusion around failure that that if I fail, I'm not successful, then you can see the, the blessing and the gift and the, the, the amazing uh, power and fuel and drive that failure can bring. Failure can be our greatest teacher. It can be our greatest advocate. It can be our greatest Uh, Council, and it can be like fire in our ships to to power us to reach to reach new heights and new levels that never seemed possible before. And many times we'll never get there unless we have the courage to fail, and to fail boldly, to to fail courageously, and to fail. Boldly and openly, and to share it. So instead of chasing success, embrace failure. And the first piece of this conversation goes back to strategy number two, which is define the prize. Because a lot of times we get caught up in this concept of success and failure and these these weird stories and narratives around it. But a lot of times those are based on fantasy and they're not based on the facts. They're not based on fiction. So if you go back to uh, strategy number two and you define the prize, then you make your plan and you have a specific outcome with specific measurable, clear outcomes in mind, then it merely becomes a matter of looking at the facts. It doesn't become a story of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not this, I'm not successful. I'm a failure, whatever. It becomes like, hey, did I get the result I wanted? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, keep going. If it's no, then adjust your strategy, redirect course, and try something different. So it's a common pattern that you look at the most, quote, successful people. And I'm going to change that word to say if you look at the people that can get the biggest results in life. The people that have great families, the people that have pulled off uh, great careers, the people that you look up to as your mentors, as the guides, as uh, those in life that have produced some of the biggest results. And if you're going to ask them some of their biggest failures, they're likely going to have a lot of them. There's a saying about, about mastery, and it is this. The master has failed more times then the amateur has even tried. I'm not sure where that comes from, but the quote, I'll say it again. The master has failed more times 
than the amateur has even tried. So realize chasing failure, boldly going for your specific outcomes and understanding that failure is going to be part of that process. You do what you can to be to to um, to get your result as directly and effectively and efficiently as possible. But depending on your result, there's times when you're going to miss the mark. And even if you you pour your heart and soul into your entire training plan, you do everything that is given in the promotion playbook, and you do everything to a T, there is still forces of uncertainty that can show up. And nothing in this life is guaranteed. So when you fail, first off, don't be afraid to fail and fail boldly and daringly and go big. And when you fail, dust yourself off, harvest the seed of that adversity. The final quote that's in the chapter is, it comes from Napoleon Hill in the book, Think and Grow Rich. The quote is, every adversity carries with it the seed of equivalent advantage. Every adversity carries with it the seed of, of, no, of equal or greater benefit or advantage. Every adversity carries it with it the seed of equal or greater benefit. So when you fail, don't look at that as it's over. Failure is not the end. Failure is the beginning. It's the seed of something much greater that gets planted into your soul. Birth is a painful process for everybody. Nobody comes into this world pain-free. It's a hard, painful, grueling, dirty, messy, ugly process. For those of you that have delivered babies, you've seen it firsthand. If there's any female listeners uh, and you've had the experience of pushing a baby out of your vagina, I have empathy. Well, I don't, I, my heart goes out to you because I can only imagine how difficult that must be to get through. But then it's also got to be such an amazing experience on the other end. Things are not birthed into this world without pain, without adversity, and without going through this threshold of hardship. So when the adversity comes up, the adversity is the birth pain of something much greater that's in store for you. And sometimes, no matter how dead set you might be on reaching your promotion, on getting that badge of being successful on whatever you have your mind and heart set on, Sometimes God has a different plan. Sometimes life shows up differently than we expect. And when that happens, you're given this, you can have the choice. You can choose to embrace the seed, embrace the gift, and learn from it and use that pain to serve your next endeavor, to trust the uncertainty, to step forward into something new, or... You can turn into a victim. You can turn into a victim and you can use this pain and you can go and complain to your peers about how unfair the test was. You can complain about how, um, you know, nobody in the department really cares, how uh, it was totally uh, unfair, unrealistic, uh, whatever victim story you want and how the department may have all these problems. You can choose to go victim or you can choose to be the victor 
and choose the story that's going to best serve you. So I encourage you to try out the, the tool that's within in the book to help best uh, direct these adversity, these, these seeds of uh, new possibilities that are blessed through the failures and the adversities in your life. Hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time. If you have not bought the book yet, you can get the promotion playbook on Amazon. If you have bought the book, I greatly appreciate leaving a, a high review, a five-star review with, with some great, uh, anything great that you've gotten from the book. If you have a problem with the book, I'd prefer an email or a message and not a low review. That doesn't help anyone, but it helped me to get that feedback if you're not happy with it. Um, or go to promotionplaybook.com. There's other resources there. And finally, subscribe or like or listen to uh, these audios, videos, and the content. And I greatly appreciate any any uh, feedback. I appreciate you. Thank you.